And welcome to Making It, the show about people starting businesses, trying to get their idea developed, or transitioning into entrepreneurship. We also visit with experts that have information about avoiding the pitfalls when starting new business. After all, we're just all trying to be making it. was a rather inauspicious start to the new theme song. <laughs> I tell you, I had this grand plan. You can tell that I've been up since 2.30 this morning. This is Making It. I'm Pete Peters, and my special guest today is Gene Newell, and Gene is one that has made it. So we're going to start right there. Gene, welcome to the new Arizona Boomer Radio Show, Making It. How are you today? I'm great, Pete. And we are making it. Uh, as an entrepreneur, you've got to be able to uh, go with the flow. <laughs> uh, well, everybody heard an, a close to one show, an intro to a different show a couple of different times. And by the time we take it down and, and, and fix it up, it'll be it'll be just fine. We'll tag the new intro on there. Sure. But, been, uh, <laughs> but anyhow, thanks again for being with us. I know you were with us so uh, maybe, what, 10 days ago or so on the, mm-hmm. on the national show. And, uh, and we're certainly glad that you're glad that you were and I'm glad to have you back on the Arizona version of making it uh let's talk a little bit about what it is that you've done and how you've made it and uh you have developed something along the way and uh uh let's talk a little bit about that and then we're going to get into some discussions about uh, what you've done to help promote your business and uh, hopefully people will get some ideas on uh, how they can uh, use uh, publicity and other a- uh, avenues to uh, further their uh, further their projects. All right. Well, let's see. Let's start with the fact that I'm I'm not 65 years old. I'm 50, 15. Mm, That's my okay. new. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, so about uh, nine years ago, nine ten years ago, I was uh, in my 35th year of real estate. And I was working in a real estate office carrying all the high-tech products that have now been added to our portfolio of things we have to be in charge of during the day. And I I just had enough of it. I had business suits on with no pockets, and we were carrying, you know, cell phones and cameras and pens and and business cards. And and as a woman, we were putting them in, you know, our our, um, our purses, but they were all falling to the bottom, and then you were always searching for your cell phone. So finally one day I said, I'm going down to – I'm so tired of calling my own cell phone. That's how it started because – even in an office, um, we're we're very mobile as um, a real estate, uh, you know, as realtors, we're very mobile. We were walking from desk to desk, talking to people, or back at the copy machine, or in our car, or showing property, and invariably we'd leave something behind. And I I thought it was just me, but come to find out, it was the entire industry. It was just too easy to lay something down in a house that you were showing, or or in the car, and uh, not having it available. So I said, I'm going down to. Um, I'm going down to Office Depot. I mean, I'm going down to Home Depot, and I'm going to buy one of those cloth nail aprons that you see yeah. <laughs> that they tie yeah. around your waist, and they're they're made out of cloth, and you put your nails in the front. And I said, I'm going to wear it with my business suit. I don't care if I get laughs because I need pockets. Well, that did get a chuckle from my office, but uh, later people were saying, you know, I know that was a joke, but that's not a bad idea. We need kind of a professional tool belt, basically, to carry our things that, that doesn't look – 
like like a, a fanny pack or a, or a purse or any other kind of a bag, but something that um, could be easily hidden and and you know very nondescript, so people wouldn't really know we were wearing it. But we keep all of our high tech things in it. So that's how it started. I kind of came up with an idea for basically my office, and it was called the Pup, the Personal Utility Pouch. Uh, got that manufactured, and then come to find out as more and more real estate agents were purchasing them, they would call me the next day and then want two or three more, and I'd say, gosh, why do you want so many of them? You know, <laughs> the great salesperson that I am, instead of saying, when do you want them, I say, why do you want them? <laughs> yeah, well, let me see if I can talk myself out of this sale. <laughs> and, uh, it's sort of like walking in and saying, well, you don't want to buy this house, do you? <laughs> right, right, right. And I, because I was curious, I, I'm thinking, how many do they? So they said they'd take their, their personal utility pouch home and come to find out. Uh, one of their other family members thought it was kind of cool. Maybe it's a, one of their children or their spouse or their parent. And now they wanted to use it for something totally different than what I had intended it to be used for. So I said, gee, this is kind of strange. Um, so I started talking to more and more customers, and, and they were telling me all the things that they were doing with it. They were using it for travel, and the kids were using it for school, and the, some of the husbands were using it as a tool belt and, because it has, you know, some open pouches and some zippered compartments, and it, it's kind of ideal for just the, your necessities. So I got that um, on QVC fairly, fairly uh, fast, and... Then um, I was still in real estate for the first couple years, and I was flying back and forth from Florida to um, Pennsylvania, where the QVC studios are. And that um, I was supposed to be, by the way, um, slowing up. My doctor told me I needed to be resting more because I had two um, inflamed hips. So instead, I'd take on another full-time job. <laughs> sure, sure. Anyway, um, that led into... Uh, a lot of speaking engagements because in my and I'm on the space coast of Florida, which we're getting a little bit of a hurricane sandy right now. But um, we, you know, they um, they have a lot of high tech here. But believe it or not, no one had ever managed to invent a product and get it on QVC. So it was a challenge to figure out how to do that to begin with. So since I I had done that and started getting my product into catalogs and retail stores. The small business development centers were calling me and SCORE and and um, Women's Business Center and asking if I'd come and do presentations um, to their um, groups because a lot of people, I think, between you and me, Pete, I think 98% of the people listening right now and out there in the world are inventors. I really think that in your mind – you you come up with great ideas. It's the person that takes it to the next step that's the entrepreneur inventor. But I think we all have great ideas on how to improve something. It's just taking that great idea and and uh, you know taking it to the next step and doing something with it. So that's uh, basically uh, that's basically my story. I started with a problem. I figured out a way to solve the problem, and that turned into a business. Along the way. Um as you were doing these speaking engagements and uh, uh, probably going and talking to Rotary Clubs and whatever else you were talking to, talking to the couch, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you you were all, you were performing uh, in one way, shape, or form an act of of publicity. That's right. You were, you were uh, telling people about your thing. Now, some people call it public relations, some call it marketing, whatever. It's just about publicity and getting your name out there and getting your product known and uh, visible and learned about. Uh, so as you were developing your product and you were getting more and more, um, uh, more, more and more success with it, uh, I'm sure QVC was your was your put you over the top type of thing, but but prior to that, uh, and for your local market, um, what kind of uh, what kind of events or what type of publicity were you looking at or were you involved in? Well, I'm now doing a lot of um, seminars on exactly that subject, Pete, because. Basically, you have no business if you have no marketing. 
I mean, it, I don't care what your product is. Um, if you, no one knows you exist, uh, you're dead in the water. So now with a lot of the social media and so forth, you know, you want the Facebook and the LinkedIn, that all helps because that is, again, getting your name out there and it's a free source. A lot of people think of marketing, I always say it's like a big, it's like a big tree. And it's um, your, you as the uh, business owner or the entrepreneur are the trunk of the tree. But marketing has so many different branches, and one of the branches is publicity, and that is basically the best one. Uh, that would be the top of the tree. That is where you want to aspire to because publicity is having basically other people talking about you. And that's why actors and and anyone uh, um, celebrities always have a PR agent, a public relations agent, to get the publicity, so their name doesn't get you know set aside and that people forget about them. So publicity is very important. It's very easy to get if you know how to do it. And I um, actually in the very beginning I had a lot of um, I was doing a lot of sales on QVC and. And uh, my business was really going great guns, so I decided to hire a lot of the um, public uh, public relations um, companies and marketing companies to get my name out there. Because like anything else, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. You don't want to have everything. I didn't want to have everything tied up into QVC. I wanted to expand from that. And most of these um, marketing companies, they're going to charge anywhere from three to $5,000 a month. And they really have no guarantee whether they can really get your name in the paper or get you an interview on a TV show or anything like that. They'll try. But after I did that with three or four different um, marketing companies with disastrous results, um, very expensive, I finally, it was one of those um, eureka moments, even though you know, you're in sales, sometimes you don't, or your own business, you don't even know what you really have to offer until somebody else points it out to you sometimes. So here, for 35 years, I had been marketing very successfully developments and builders and houses, and I also had a little side business um, helping builders and developers create a different image for themselves. And it was all about marketing. And yet I was paying someone else to try to do my marketing with disastrous results. So finally someone came up, and they they almost hit me on the head like a V8 moment, you know. <laughs> I yeah. should have had a V8. And they said, Gene, why are you spending so much money on these marketing companies when you know how to do it? And I I got to thinking about that. I, I thought, I do know how to do this. I just changed the word house or develop development into me and my product. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, some encouragement from some other mentors and various people that I, I – um, uh, took their classes and, and mentors and so forth, I honed in on what it takes to get publicity. And publicity is such a gift because normally if you're on the front page of a newspaper, of your local newspaper, you cannot buy the front page. That is given right. to you. That's you can right. buy the back page, and of course it depends on the city, but in my area the back page of our uh, local newspaper is $6,000. Mm-hmm. So the front page is free, but you have to give them what they want. And a lot of the publicity is people, this is how that it's hard for people to wrap their head around, but it's never about your book, your service, or your product. It's about what your book, service, or product can do for their audience. And it's right. so it's, it can set itself up in an interview format. Exactly. Uh, example example of that, uh, uh, as far as what it can do for you, is years ago, uh, quite a few years ago already. Deborah <laughs> and I, Deborah and I, did something here in this market that was the um, seventy two crew. Well, uh, we called it seventy two crew. Uh, we at the time had become certified, uh, cert trained. Uh, which is uh, emergency response trained. Uh, in other words, first responders in the event of a major conflagration or uh, disaster or whatever, we were um, we were certified that we could do certain things. For instance, we could go into a building and help rescue people. We could um, uh, help people to shelter in place, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the case might be. Uh, and, and we could have 
we could be in Florida right now, possibly helping people with the with the hurricane. Uh, but the the point is, we developed a thing that we called seventy two crew, and the theory being that you need to be able to take care of yourself and your family for the first seventy two hours of any disaster. And if you can take care of yourself for any disaster for seventy two hours, you have a really good chance of being able to uh, uh, survive it, whatever. Right. It is. Mm-hmm. Be rescued or whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So anyhow, we per- we put this piece together, which was a, a a board. It was a dry erase board. It would go on your refrigerator, and it had all kinds of steps and things to do to be self-sufficient for 72 hours. And then we had people that would sponsor them. A business would sponsor the board, and they would sponsor 300 of them, and then they would give them out to their customers. We took that story to the local newspaper, and we were on the front page of the newspaper holding that board up, and they wrote a big, huge story about us Mm -hmm. and about our project. And it it was phenomenal, and that's exactly just what you're talking about, because then that developed a golf tournament. The golf tournament uh, had enough money to buy more boards. We put like six or 7,000 of those uh, uh, 72 crew dry erase boards into the marketplace. Uh, That was just us, not to mention the lots of three and 500 that other people were buying and giving away. So it was... uh, it was a successful little endeavor that lasted for a short period of time, and, uh, and 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 it was very nice. But that's an example of the publicity and how it, how it all works. And how you tied yourself in with charities or for fundraisers and things like that. That's another great way to get publicity. Exactly. It's just like the um, the those makeover shows um, when they have the. Um, the home makeover, the extreme makeover shows, you know, it's always this is the local builder that's doing this and uh, appliances are provided by Sears and, uh, you know, and all of a sudden all these people get credits, but they've associated their name with this big show that's doing this wonderful thing. And it's always about um, aligning yourself with a charity that you support anyway. You don't want to have some phony charity that you're involved with that you really don't care about. Um, but if you have a charity that makes sense and that you believe in and you can give of your time and maybe even some donations and be involved with their events, that's one of the f- easiest ways to to get that publicity that you need for your business. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And uh, another thing, another another means of publicity that, that people uh, just absolutely go crazy to try to get uh, is product placement in movies and television shows. Yes, I mean, I mean, there is nothing better than having somebody pouring a beer and then having it be the the beer that the, a Miller or a, or a Coors or whatever, or drinking a can of soda. And it's not generic cola from the local grocery store. It's Coke or Pepsi or whatever it might be. Or when they're panning, when they're panning a room and there's all kinds of various things on the counters or whatever in the house, and they all they're all brand name products. Mm-hmm. Uh, that product placement is publicity, and it's huge. And that Reese's candy, I think uh, it saved Reese's candy because they became the the um, candy and ET. Yes. And originally that was supposed to be M and M's, but M and M's didn't want to participate. I imagine there was it used to be that they would go to the product and ask them to put their product in. Now it's a it's a business. You know, you pay to be in these uh, movies and and t- TV shows, but uh, M and M's didn't want to participate, and Reese's did. And look at the difference. Well, it's, it, what's what's really amazing also is the. Um uh, we have some people that uh, we've been involved in with some some book publishing things that we do, and there was somebody that we know that had their book, and there was I don't know what I don't know one of the one of the events in Hollywood uh, with regard to the Emmys or daytime Emmys or something I, I don't know what it was, but they get these gift bags. These stars get these gift bags, mm-hmm. and the gift bags are given to the nominees, or the gift bags are given to the the, the the audience members or the the celebrities or whoever they are, and they had a book in every one of those gift bags. Mm-hmm. Now talk about good publicity there. Well, there's a, a whole new industry that's opened up about that. It used to be that um, you could uh, they had these huge big goodie bags and they were worth thousands of dollars. And then yeah. it got where the uh, the uh, they wanted to tax the celebrities on the goodie bags that they got. So now they, there's a lot of um, uh, uh, organizations that set up 
booths either the day before or the day after the Emmys, and people can go in there, and it's always a charity-driven type of thing where you can go in and see all the different products on display, and then you um, you can get your let's let's just say your Tom Hanks and uh, my product is there, and he can get his picture taken with the product, and he likes the product, so he says, "Would you give me a couple of them for a basket that I'm going to?" make for um, the hospital that's involved with the charity. And that's what the, the, the uh, celebrities do is they, they custom make these baskets that get auctioned off at the end of the evening and they collect all the things that they want in their basket from what they're seeing um, there on the tables. So for exchange of you with getting your picture taken with that celebrity um, holding your product, you're giving them your product to put in their charity basket. I know this sounds like a roundabout thing, but it's all a give and take. You know, you give back and forth, and you get the you get the celebrity um, quasi endorsement on your products. Well, that's interesting, and I and I have never heard of that. Now, uh, where do these events take place? Um, they're in they're they're in uh, Los Angeles and in New York, depending on where the um, um, events are going to be. The Emmys they have them all for all the different um, uh, the, the different shows that have awards, the award shows. So it might be the uh, Golden Globes, it could be the Emmys, it could be the Oscars. And it's all so instead of giving so much in the goodie bags like they used to now it's a it's almost like a trade show event sometimes the same day because those those events usually happen in the evening on the east coast and of course they're starting at four or five o'clock on the on the west coast but during the day they have these trade shows where the celebrities go to to do this basket event or or and it's all about getting your picture taken with these celebrities holding your product because that's what it's all about if the if the if you can get your blue jeans worn by one of the you know uh, taylor swift or somebody <laughs> it's all about sure. placing your product the bad thing about your a lot of people's products if they don't have their name recognized uh, uh, recognized on it it becomes a kind of an expensive ordeal and nobody knows whose product it is if that makes sense like you were saying when they scan a counter on on um uh tv and you see um you know uh, heinz ketchup and you see all the different name brands that's one thing but if it's um someone's handbag sitting on the counter or something like that you're not going to know the name of that handbag so it's going to be difficult to get the good uh publicity out of that sure uh now these uh events that you're talking about uh it's it's like a like an expo or a, a a trade show if you will yes they've they've tied it all together um i don't have the name on the top of my head right now but if you'd like i could send that to you and you could have that available for your your listeners but there's sure. several um there's there are trade shows and now that what they've done is they tied themselves to one of the area charities and it's usually one of the children's hospitals uh-huh. or it's um an animal shelter or something like that so the they have a, a an event um either the next day after the Emmys or sometimes depending on how the 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 time schedule is it could be the same day um but they again it's all about collecting the products in the trade shows for um, um, celebrity baskets, and then those baskets are auctioned off. So and you, you've probably seen some of these things where where the celebrities do their own artwork or or they paint shoes and different things, and they auction them off on eBay or on these different shows. It's somewhat like that, except the celebrities are collecting products that they see in this. Uh, trade show, but the trade show is only for that particular event, that Emmy or that Golden Go- uh, Globe. That that is, this amazes me. How how are you, how can they guarantee, or do they guarantee, that the celebrity types will come through that trade show and and um, monkey, monkey around with the uh, with the products and hold them up and have their pictures taken? I mean, is there uh, how how do you know that what you you've paid good money to be there? I would imagine, right? And and, and you're going to have nothing but the uh, the key grip, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, um, you know, 
I don't think there's really any guarantees um, that anyone will even show up, except that the fact that these trade shows are, in, a, uh, in effect, tied to that charity that all the celebrities want to be part of. So that's the only thing that I can think of, is they're coming out because they want to have this gift basket that's going to be auctioned off to help raise funds so they can have, you know, Tom Hanks' uh, um, gift basket. So he's going to make the trip out there to get his gift basket put together so he can have it at the auction. So it's tied in with that charity. So that's probably the only reason that they come out. And um, so then, and, and we're using Tom Hanks, but uh, Tom Hanks is an example. Uh, he wouldn't send a rep necessarily send just a representative. No, because the whole idea is that when they come out, it's it's about it's about about them being able to get their photograph taken with the products, and they know what it's about. They they know that they're lending their face and their name to something. That, um, to be part of this event, it's it's like any other kind of event where people say, "Can I get my picture taken with you?" And then next, sure. you know, that picture is on eBay or something. But right. they 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 understand that it's a give and take. That they're to get the products that they want, they're probably going to have to stand and get their picture taken with the inventor or the the representative from the company. Or and it, it's all again, that's all PR too. They get their name associated out there with an event that's associated with a hospital or or the animal rights or anything like that and it's just you know they're they're never too big to keep that publicity going sure well i mean that's that's how they uh that's how they make their money based on the fact that they are recognized and recognizable mm-hmm. and uh and the only way to do that is have your to have your mug out there in front of them i mean there's <laughs> there's no doubt about it that or on a on a billboard somewhere where there's a lot of cars going by you know right right uh, uh, so, so have you been involved in any of those yourself? No, I haven't. But I, I get a lot of their information. That's really? what I, I knew a lot about it. But I, I've been tempted to go out there and try it. But uh, uh, that's California. I'm over here in Florida, and I keep pretty busy here. And I think one day I'll, I'll have to give a try to that. But I did um, on a very smaller scale. Uh, there's, there's a lot of celebrity endorsements, and you have to be kind of careful because, again, um, if you, I think just recently, it wasn't a couple of years ago, there was a politician or somebody that was um, on a billboard, and he said maybe it was even uh, Obama. I'm not too sure now who it was, and they were very upset because it looks like they were associated with that product. But if you have a product or you have a book and you would like to um, um, have a celebrity endorsement or celebrity holding it or um, maybe even a forward on your book, um, like my product, um, my in the very beginning stages, so it was the personal utility pouch, and I had them in a kind of a faux leather. And, and Kelly Rippa was when she was on with uh, Regis, had just had her uh, third child, and she was talking about going through New York streets and so forth, and having trouble trying to hold the kids' hands and holding her pocketbook and so forth. So I had an opportunity to see her in uh, Orlando. And uh, I waited to see her, and while I was talking to the her assistant, I was telling her about this bag and could Kelly, I would like to give it to Kelly. Well, as it turned out, I didn't get a chance to meet Kelly, but the assistant gave her the bag, and then Kelly Rippa sent me back an autographed picture saying thank you for the, the love, she called it Love My Pup because that's what my website is. And she autographed it, and so I had that on display a lot of places that I went that Kelly Rippa has one. She loves it. <laughs> sure. So it's little things like that. You'd be surprised at how uh, many, many uh, celebrities will, um, you know, do this for you. Or um, if they like your product, they'll wear it. They understand, you know, what's going on. It's just that they don't like to endorse everything or have their picture taken with everything because, again, it gives the impression that they know about it and, and they're endorsing it. And, of course, if it's not a good product, it falls back on them. Oh, which brings me to a point. <laughs> sure. Um, this is really kind of funny. There's a place where you can a website that you can find celebrity contacts. Uh, it's usually their managers and so forth. You never get <laughs> their own home address. But when you're picking out a domain name, you want to make sure at first glance people understand what that is supposed to say, because 
when you jumble up all the um, uh, letters in a dom- in a domain name, sometimes it spells out things you don't want it to spell out. So this is a perfect example. This is what I I always use in my seminars. When you write out the name of this company, which is who represents, so that's W H O um, represents R E P R E S E N T S dot com. It looks like whore presents instead of who represents. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you know, at first glance, it's like, what? So that's a, that's one of the websites that, you know, you can go to find celebrities. And, and uh, many times I know um, fundraisers will contact them and say, here's a self-addressed uh, stamped eight and a half by eleven envelope. We would love to have an autographed picture of you um, for our event, and we're going to auction it off. A lot of celebrities will do this. You know, if it's a legitimate um, organization, they'll send you autographed pictures. So, uh, depending on what you want to do with this, if you've got a product that um, you you know is part of their um, the, their mission, also that. Some of these sites that you can go to actually list what the celebrities like to endorse, like if they're an animal rights person, Betty White. I mean, she's known for animal rights and Mary Tyler Moore and people like that. So then you send them a product that has to do with shelters and that you're involved with the Humane Society, and they might just want to get involved with you as well. But right. you, have to, you have to be a little bit of a detective, Pete, right? Yes, you just you have do. to start searching and looking and finding out a little bit more about your it sounds like almost like you're a stalking your target, you know. But you have to know a little bit about people's backgrounds before you decide you want them to endorse your product, and also whether or not they they might finding that common denominator of a of a same mission statement or a same charity. Well, yes, and you have to be careful too because I mean. Um... You know, there's enough of these people that have their name in uh, name in the on the police blotters and in the new headlines for the, the wrong reasons, and uh, and it's a case where all of a sudden here you are, you say, "Wow, look at I got this guy to or this woman to endorse me," and she just went out and she just stole a five hundred thousand dollar diamond brooch. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and right. I'm like, "Wow, that's really cool." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, yeah, I really think that was some good publicity. Now, let, talk to me about bad publicity. Do you think there's bad publicity? There's, there's that one school of thought that I'm sure you're aware of. I know. I don't care what you say about me; just spell my name right. Uh, you know, I, that's always been the the case. But you know, with the Facebook, that's a perfect um, example of bad publicity. And years ago, if they said something bad about you in a in a newspaper, the newspaper was thrown away. The next day, people forgot about it. But Facebook and anything like that, where somebody's writing something bad about you, that stays around indefinitely. So I think in today's publicity, a bad publicity is uh, extremely bad. I mean, you really just there's a, it's very difficult to erase some bad publicity. But there are some. I understand there's some websites out there that um, they will do a very good job of going in and and finding ways to get that bad publicity buried on page ten or twelve of the Google search engines instead of page one. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, it's sort of like you know, if it wasn't for bad publicity, I wouldn't have any at all. <laughs> uh, but 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 you're you're absolutely right with regard to Facebook and Twitter. I mean, I wrote a blog once about how you could absolutely totally ruin your brand with by the uh, a bad choice of 140 characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how to ruin your brand in 140 characters. Oh, I like and, that. That's a good title. And, and it was. Uh, uh, it, it's very simple. I mean, because a- anything that you write, and whether it's on Facebook, in a blog, or whatever, where, where an, e- an email, anything at all, and especially if you're doing any kind of a uh, a broadcast email, um, you have to watch what you're saying because there's no there is no um, there's no nuance to it. It's either on or off. It's black or white. It's right or wrong. I mean, you you can't you can't you cannot demonstrate with uh, body language or the uh, a wry smile that you're you know kind of tongue in cheek on this one or whatever. Uh, you, 
people look at it and they take it quite literally what it is that you wrote or said, and you can get yourself in some uh, some deep kimchi. Yes, and now with all the politicians, you can take something out of content and make it sound completely different than it was intended. I mean, that's a whole another <laughs> whole another story. So it's um, it's it's very it it can be very difficult to keep that good publicity once you get really big because I think there's people out there that want to chip away at your armor. Well, I, I I agree I agree with that, and the other thing is too that um, uh, you have to buy all all things that you can imagine. There has to be a way that you try to uh, protect your brand, uh, wh- whatever your brand might be, and you don't want to be the one that is uh, doing damage to your own brand in, inadvertently, because uh, mm-hmm. there's enough times that it can happen. Uh, inadvertently, or because people aren't uh, aren't particularly pleased for one reason or another with whatever it is uh, that you have. So, protecting your own brand is is very important, and that is done through good publicity. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. So, it's uh, we we're trying to teach that even to the the children of today, and and especially people even getting um, uh, trying to get a job. That one of the first things that an employer will do is they will check Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they will also do a Google search. So I always say, you know, to the young people that I know, if you if you don't want your grandmother to see this, then probably you don't want your potential your potential employer to see it either. So don't be, you know, doing all the the strange pictures and so forth on Facebook, and even putting them on private settings. I understand can still be a danger. So. It's very difficult in our new technology. We have, um, you know, worldwide exposure instantaneously, but we also have to take the burden of that as well. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, uh, and um, it's it's always the case where with the good comes the bad, and mm-hmm. uh, and and there is it's it's not all uh, peaches and cream, as they say. So the um, the thing that I think is important is just to start doing as much publicity as you can, tying your name or your product or your business to um, thing uh, organizations or businesses with good standing, with uh, celebrity endorsements if you can go that way, um, doing your own publicity by doing radio shows, television shows, interviews. So you have so much good publicity, it floods the market with good, and you... You don't find, you know, if there's something that's uh, out there that's not going to be as well received, it's going to be buried. In fact, this is kind of, I just thought of something, that um, they say when you buy your domain name, Mm -hmm. you should buy your domain name another way. You should buy a lot of different versions of your domain name spelled differently and so forth. But you need to have your domain name with the word sucks behind it. Because somebody, if they're upset with your product, is going to make their own domain name, and that's the common thing to do. Is it? it, it they say, you know, uh, uh, Chevy uh, Chevrolet suck, you know, whatever. So you want to have your domain name with that word because that way you own it, and nobody else can use it for any negative publicity. Isn't that some weird things we have to think of now? Well, it's pretty amazing when you. Start to look and you see what what somebody did with Rick Santorum's. Uh, <laughs> right, right. It was pretty bad. Uh, is there such a thing as too much publicity in your mind? I don't think so. I, uh, you know, I, I guess at some point in time people say, you know, enough is enough. I don't want to hear. Right now we're in the middle of the political campaigns, and I think we're we both agree enough is enough. But uh, when it comes to business, I. I think it's almost impossible to get too much publicity um, unless you're at such a high level that people are just sick of it. Now there can be too much there could be too much exposure, which is a little bit different to me than publicity. Um, and as an example, uh, what was it last year? Every channel you put you turned on was the Snuggies, the Snuggies, Snuggies, where you got just sick of the Snuggies, right? Right. Now you see no advertisement advertisements on the Snuggies because they've moved from television into as seen on 
in various stores that carry all the different products that are seen on TV, and that is a marketing ploy. A lot of companies do that, and I didn't know this, Pete, that a lot of the infomercials that we watch make no money on TV. They are, they're glad to break even. What they're trying to do is expose the product to the nation so when they put it in retail, that's where their money's going to be. Right, right. So there we yeah, go. Yeah, it, it's, to, it's to create the, uh, it's, it's to turn the ground, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, so that uh, when they when they put the seed out there, the real seed out there, it's going to grow. So that I always thought, you know, as I love to, and I, I really believe in television marketing, but when you expose something like the, like the Snuggies, where it was on every channel and all night long, you know that they were paying a lot of money for that um, publicity, and I mean that um, uh, those airings, and they couldn't possibly be making enough to, to support everything in every city and across the country. So I guess that is a true statement that they were just out there to get the name. And then um, they move into the retail market because it's in you know it's about in every store that you're in now. Well, they're in. Uh, on a on a similar but a somewhat different uh, direction uh, with regard to publicity, you have been very successful on being on all kinds of television shows, news programs, and so on and so forth uh, with your uh, with your pup. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what uh, what do you attribute that to? How did you do it? Uh, what are some some key uh, key tips that you could give somebody that is looking to uh, gain that kind of uh, a foothold in the marketplace? Well, I'm I'm going to develop something right now. I got to think about that this morning. I have some some. Um, uh, information from some seminars that I have, and I'm going to put turn that into a PDF file for anyone that would like to uh, contact me. I'll send them some of the tips that I talk about in seminars because it's an ongoing process. But basically, what you want to do is you've got to be, a, as we talked about before, a little bit of a detective. When you go out for publicity, you want again you're the you're the trunk of your marketing. Um, your your marketing tree and just remember that that reporter or that um, interviewer on TV cannot interview your book they cannot interview your product they have to interview you so you have to have the story that makes you worth interviewing so it's all about the content and what it's what that content is going to mean to their audience and that's the that's the whole key to uh getting all the um the interviews and so forth is to having the right the right avenue now there are times where you do want to submit just your book maybe it's a a a, a book um reviewer column you know well that makes sense they just want to see your book they don't want to interview you or a product a, a product review those again you send just what they want um with the features and benefits of your product but to to get the brand and to get that um expertise uh celebrity um uh title if you want to call it that to to be able to really have start growing your brand you want people to interview you as a person how did you get the story that's why QVC and HSN are very popular markets to sell products because they don't just sell products. It's not a 24-hour-a-day commercial. It's a storytelling. They usually have the inventors on with their story. How did they come up with this idea? And again, I think 98% of us are all inventors, so we're looking at that like, wow, they came up with that great idea. Good for them. I want to buy their product. So it's a little bit different type of a commercial. So the key, to get back to your question, is to make yourself newsworthy. Now, how you make yourself newsworthy is you find reasons to tag your idea, your story, around what's going on in the nation or what's going on on the calendar. For example, if I was a CPA and I wanted to start branding myself in my area, um, as the when people think CPA, they would think my name, I would start um, introducing myself to my local market, my local uh, news, um, I'm sorry, newspapers and so forth, 
probably in, I don't know, January or February, and start just maybe sending in little bleeps, little couple sentences of who you are and, and that, you, you know, you're available for interviews and so forth. Then about March, you want to start sending your top five tips to save, you know, $3,000 on your taxes, whatever your tips are. And you start targeting your the business um, editor of your local paper or your community papers. You don't send it to the sports editor. They're not going to be interested. You send it to the person that makes sense. And then um, you you try to... You want to start forming relationships with them. But if you're sending your tips in March, they're probably going to start running articles in the paper at the end of March and early April on ways to um, save on your taxes because it's tax season. And so that you want to find, you see, we've hooked our story to something on a calendar. When you see some big event happening, or, or even it depends on you know what your what your business is, but it can be even celebrity um, attached to a celebrity story. You want to be able to associate your name with that celebrity. And I'll give you an example of that we have a local plastic surgeon. And he's constantly commenting on plastic surgeries of various celebrities, okay? <laughs> and he's been written up in some of the uh, larger newspapers and so forth. And now he's attached himself to these celebrities that he's never operated on, but because he is talking about them and various things and how you know w- what their procedures were that he thinks and what procedures uh, people should have done and not, he's made himself into a, the the um, plastic surgeon of the celebrities, and he's never done a celebrity, okay? <laughs> so pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's all, you know, making, seeing how you can take your story and, and wrap it around somebody else's story or the calendar of events or a national news trend or something like that. So if it's, um, if it's, uh, Pick the, de- pick the fleas off your dog week. <laughs> uh, so then what you want to do is you want to make sure that people know you as the best flea picker off the dogger in the area. That's exactly right. So you, uh, there are so many ways to go with that. I mean, we were laughing, but it, that would be something that... Um, you know, I first of all, I'd start tying myself with Humane Society, some of the pet stores in the area, and and be able to either you know let them know what services you have and so forth. But then you start going to the lifestyle person or the um, you know the the uh, people section of the newspaper, and you start saying you know now it's uh, July and that's when the high flea se- season is in in most states, and uh, you know your pets with the heartworms. You can go into a whole you could be almost like a doctor you're going to go into all the different things on why your dog does not want to have fleas not why they should buy your product or why they should buy you to pick their fleas off their dog but why there is a problem what is the problem and then at the end of your article your story the solution and you can name yourself you might even name two or three other things that might help and that way you're you're again associating yourself with other products which makes you even look bigger than than you are. <laughs> well, it's all about that, isn't it? It's all it's all about making sure that people understand you to be the go-to person, the go-to source. That's uh, right. And and that when they think of ABC, they think of uh whoever you are in your relationship to ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh and and that's what this whole objective is all is all about. Um, I, I'm looking at the clock here, and we're getting down close to the to the short rows already. <laughs> uh, that's an old farm term, isn't it? Down to the short rows. Uh, the uh, before we go any further with anything, I want to make sure that you have uh, your opportunity to give your shameless self promotion, uh, <laughs> all the things that you do, and uh, how people can get hold of you, and and what you some of the things that you have available for folks. Sure. I have a website, uh, several of them, but one I've, I've uh, created specifically for aspiring entrepreneurs that need to grow their business. Uh, it just gives you a lot of different ideas and marketing tips and so forth, and that's NUCO, N-E-W-C-O, 
NucoMarketing.com. And that's the name of my company, by the way, is Nuco Enterprises. But NucoMarketing.com, there you'll see different um, pages, different buttons that say free resources, um, download this free. Uh, um, uh, I have some um, CDs, uh, not CDs, but uh, audio recordings and um, various things there that they can listen to and, and, and start hearing the story because this isn't a, an easy, it's not a quick fix to get publicity. It's certainly not a quick fix, but it can be a very inexpensive fix and it can really help a business. But you need to kind of know where to go and get started. I also do a lot of consulting over the phone. I have uh, CDs and some free PDF files and different things that I would be happy to send out in any way to help uh, grow uh, our our businesses, our entrepreneur businesses, that is our, that's going to be our turnaround, I think, for our economy, um, getting these small businesses up and going. And the best way to do that is with free publicity. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Gene, I tell you, I, uh, I, I'm amazed every time I talk to you about some of the things that you've done, and, and I'm going to have a conversation with you about some other things that we might be able to do together uh, after after you're, we're off the air. So if I can't get, if I don't get to you yet today, maybe it'll be the first part of the week. Uh, and I think there's be some things that we can do as far as uh, maybe some um, affiliate marketing and, and, and things along those lines. And uh, that's that's another way to move your product, and that's another topic actually of affiliate marketing. Oh so, yes. So, uh, but that's uh, that's something that if anybody has a product to sell, there's nothing wrong with having somebody else help you sell it and giving them a piece of the action. And that's uh, that's really basically what it is. Uh, we have a lot of people that have been on our show that have uh, t- talked to us about uh, having an affiliate marketing arrangement with them, and uh, we're in the process of working on some of them right now and putting some of their ads in our online magazine and uh, doing a few other things like that. So, uh, who who knows? What can happen? The sky's the limit, as they say. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Gene, I want to thank you again for for being my guest for a second time, and and you and I and and Deborah will uh, stay in contact for sure. And like as I said, uh, if I don't get to you this afternoon, it'll probably be the first of the week. And I definitely want to talk to you about a few other items, a few other projects we might work on together. So thanks again for being my guest, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. And you as well. All right. Thank you very much. Take care now. Bye-bye. And that was Miss Jean Newell. She of the PUP Personal Utility Pouch. Uh, with all of her expertise on marketing, publicity, getting on QVC, and so on and so forth. And you've been listening to Making It on uh, Arizona Boomer Radio. Uh, we'll say goodbye now for today, and we'll be back on Monday with some new shows and some new guests. And we hope that you'll be able to join us at that time. So have a great weekend, everybody, uh, and uh, just try to keep yourself um, keep your powder dry, as they say, especially if you're over there on the uh, on the East Coast. And uh, uh, good luck to you if you're fending off the storms. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye now. You've been listening to Arizona Boomer Radio with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.